0: Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc.
1: This is Bell coming at you from behind the mic on Thirst World Problems. And today I am joined by my boy B. What do you mean today? What do you mean what do I mean today? Well, what do you mean today? Where this has been
2: the same. Am I a new am I a guest? No, that's our intro. This is what we've been doing. Tough crowd, man. Tough crowd. Oh, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering why why you led it that uh... <laughs> anyway, I'm here. I'm here as usual. I don't know why
0: that would be I don't know why that would be any different, but I'm here, Val. That's probably the rudest intro I've ever heard in my life. But... <laughs>
2: who else have we got on here?
1: I, just I don't got... know.
2: I don't know. let I don't know who we got on here. Maybe the third guy that's always been on here?
1: Do you this
2: think
0: guy, that, this guy is salty, man? Salty dude,
1: I don't know what happened at work today, man. Some deals went wrong. Do you think that every time we put out a podcast, it's only the same people listening to it? Like you don't think we ever have new listeners?
2: No, maybe I like didn't when, think of that. Maybe I didn't think
1: of that. What our whole goal is is you know keep growing.
2: <laughs> well I know Nick agrees with me a little bit, but
1: you know, the only guy we got on here is uh the infamous. Uh. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I think the UFC is not what it used to be. Like the fights are still good, but you get a lot of no-name fighters, unless you're a really hardcore MMA fan. I think the hype is not as strong as it once was. I feel like there's too many fighters. They put they put out too many cards, too many events. It's very diluted. That's that's the that's the way I feel about it. The big thing is Dana White's talking about catching everyone who's uh, illegally streaming it, right? They can tally how many people are streaming it illegally. I think at the end of the day, they just want people to be viewing their product rather than whatever else is happening tonight, right? So where's the wins and losses on it? What do you guys think about that?
1: Well, I was going to ask if you guys were uh, concerned at all about uh, Dana White being able to... Or says he's able to, anyways, pinpoint who's streaming illegally versus, you know, the legal streamers. And it's interesting because I haven't heard any other, like, movie production studios, any other major networks say that they were able to fight piracy on this level. And if he's able to do it, and if he has the technology to do it, isn't that then the next step? Is that these other uh, organizations are going to try to get their hand on the tech? Maybe oh, he's even going to be able bro, to sell it to them.
0: I'm going to stop you right there. One, Dana White's a tr- Trump supporter.
1: <laughs> Anyone's a
0: Trump supporter has no education whatsoever. There's no, there's no technology in this. He's basically going to find he's going to find the biggest one and just get them really badly, just to scare everyone off. That's basically what's going to happen. The big thing in this is like, this
2: isn't new, like, you know, streaming has been illegal streaming, illegal downloading has been here 20, 30 years. The, the big thing is, is when, like if I'm sitting at home or any family sitting at home and just streaming the fight, is it worth it for these companies to go after you individually? It's not even close to even be worth it. You know, a year, very bad in the news cycle. You know, this guy goes after this, or goes after that be a lot of these boxes and stuff like that. You could be, you could just be like, you know, you, you can just be like, you know, someone just hooked me up with it. I don't know. Like, you know, they said it was, it works like, like there's a lot of things you could say in terms of you didn't, you didn't go out, you didn't build this. Like there's a lot of defenses like that. And you know, for the average person sitting there and clicking play, it's going to be very tough. And also I think like one thing that he's not considering is when you have people viewing these things, like let's be, let's be real. It's not always happening at the exact live time, right? It's a little annoying. Sometimes it can slow down and stuff like that. So they're not really getting the full priority fight. Like a lot of people who love the UFC, you know, WWE, these pay-per-view things, they will order the show, but, if he, if they can find some way to do this, which I think it's not even 1% possible for him to wipe this out, he's going to get rid of a lot of the casual fans that, you know, not even casual, just people who never even tried to watch UFC and, oh, cool, the big fight's on today, you tune in, next one you might buy, maybe you buy merch. Or I think it's actually a very bad move to try to get illegal streamers off because I think it exposes your product less. And those people aren't the ones who are going to be buying anyway, right? You think someone's just going to start buying and keep buying every single month, every single... That's not going to happen unless you actually like UFC. So I think it's actually a pretty negative thing if they even could do that. You you might not get the revenue in pay-per-view buys after that.
0: I just don't think that's... A, that's how it would work in a perfect world. I just don't think it'll work like that. On a side note, I think that UFC is changing their merch um, distributor because it's Reebok right now. Shout out to Baron Davis and Master P, by the way. I don't know if you guys heard about that. They're on the verge of buying Reebok. Who owns Reebok? Adidas owns Reebok.
1: Baron Davis?
0: Baron Davis, former NBA player, and Master P, one of the greatest, greatest rappers in Southern (laughs) history, man. Uh, They're going to try. They're trying to get Reebok. They want to make it... They want to make it all black owned. What their game plan is? It's pretty impressive, man. If they get a hold of Reebok, that's going to change the wave when it comes to shoes and stuff. Because we're already seeing it. Look at New Balance. You still got Kawhi's. People wear it, man. Right? You got Puma back in the game now. People are wearing that. They got rappers now. They got J Cole and Puma. Right? I feel like Adidas with the Boost. It's you know it's making a comeback. It's not just Nike Jordan. You know. <clears throat> The game, I feel like I feel like it's changing a lot, especially the Chinese brands. Those were getting popular at one point, right? You know, when you're, you know, can't get a U.S. Uh, North America shoe deal, you just go to China and get that, man. And <laughs> so it's changing, man. And if 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 they can get Reebok, dude, the signatures of what they have, they release Iversons, man. People will buy in a heartbeat, man. Heartbeat. Yeah, no, that's,
2: I think that's pretty big. The main thing I think now is like a lot of people, like the general populace kind of, like I think Nike will always run the shoe game. Let's be honest. Like I don't think anyone will ever in the history of shoes ever overtake Nike from what they did in the eighties with Jordan and all of this and how they, I, I just don't think it'll ever happen, but I think there's a big shift in people not supporting the big guy anymore. Right. Don't give the biggest guy your money going to these other little, stre- it's kind of like support small business, right? But but not small business, the smaller guy. I, I see that all the time. People wearing different brands, not always the same and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I think that could be huge, especially for the uh, all black owned or all minority owned and stuff like that. You better believe people are going to they're going to get behind that, especially if they kind of change up how Reebok is. Right. Because obviously it's not the thing you want to wear most, you know, more than anything. Let's be
0: honest right now. But well, let's put it this way. Like, I know Bell can kind of uh, go with this. The 90s, early 2000s, it was basically even this order. It was Nike, Reebok and Adidas. 100%. That was
1: literally
0: that was literally one, two and three. Right. Reebok everyone's getting Iversons they're standing like as Carters on the sides and all that you know so I think that was the big uh, that's the big turnover but as soon as Adidas bought it they gotta make it secondary right but back to what we're talking about they're changing the merch it's going back you know I, I believe there's a company called Venom which used to be very close to the way like uh, Bell's favorite Affliction and Tap Out <laughs> and all those guys so
1: Tapout, I wish came back
0: do you know who owns Tapout Out actually? No. The WWE owns it.
1: Okay, they bought the brand.
0: They bought the brand name, yeah. With MMA, people knew MMA because of the merch. And I feel like merch is always so important when you're trying to brand something. And I think those last few years of them being with Reebok, Reebok, they made it so stale. They were trying to make it like it was uniforms and stuff. And they weren't you weren't being creative with your own art, right? This company, let's see what happens. The company's called Venom, but we'll see what happens and uh, and go from there. I was reading more about this. I don't know why I was reading this, but I guess this comes in handy. But uh, Swiss Beats was actually talking to Dana White, and he was the one kind of pushing them to get the Reebok endorsement. Not for the money. It was just, hey, like these guys should be wearing proper stuff. But the way they used to have it was there were so many sponsors on a shirt. You can just wear those MMA shirts, people outside wearing them. And which resulted to, like, you know, you trying to be a punk, right? So I think they were trying to tone that down. But I feel like MMA style needs their own identity like they used to have, like, 10 years ago. Especially with the merch, right?
1: So, Just getting back to that story that you dropped on us there of Baron Davis and Master P. That seems just like the perfect moment. I know B kind of mentioned that, too, with not only small business or smaller business right but minority owned this is a perfect time for something like that and if that rebranding actually happened you would think that that would coincide or could coincide with what usc is trying to do and try to expand into things but like you said earlier dude is a trump supporter so maybe he doesn't want to work with uh Master P and Baron Davis, but seems like an interesting, interesting move. Uh, we got to do a little bit more on this uh, story coming up if it plays well, out. Well,
0: Matt, like honestly, like like Dana White is not the most like person, and I guess there's a reason why he's successful, right? Because he doesn't really care about making friends. But I mean, like if you if you I don't know if you guys just saw ESPN today, Dana White and uh, Eminem were talking, and uh, basically the question was, you think Eminem could uh, could could win a MMA fight? And Dana White's like, absolutely not. This guy would get his fucking ass kicked. And then Eminem just kind of went like, well, dude, like everyone thinks you're a fucking clown. And, you know, the, the amount of guys that if everyone agreed the way you thought, you wouldn't even be where you are right now. So, you know, it kind of just shows like, you know, sometimes sometimes the boss isn't as uh, quality leadership as you think it is, right? So the way he's doing things, he's just doing things. Hey, what makes sense? What's What's going to make me money? It's not really going to be what fighters want. It's more of just, well, what, what makes more sense for me?
1: Fair enough. I mean, you're right. You're right. Dana White is kind of guy that shoots from the hip, not unlike yeah, his buddy, right? And he likes to have things his own way. And sometimes that works in his favor, and sometimes that's going to go against the grain. So we're going to have to wait and see how this one ex- plays out exactly. But it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on not only the UFC situation, but this Reebok situation. Now, keeping in the realm of sports here. Nick, what's wrong with your Nets, man? Sexton has your number. What's wrong with my Nets? What do you mean my Nets? What are you talking about?
0: Cavs. What's what's happening?
1: Cavs are going to be the team coming out of the East, man.
0: Okay, don't even. (laughs) Listen, man. They lost two games. End of the day. Nets are going to be in the NBA finals. Cavs are going to be basically cutting their lawn, man. Okay, so Nick, quick guess: where where are the Brooklyn
2: Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern uh, standings right now? I'm going to say they're sixth, seventh,
0: but yeah, seventh. Close
2: yeah, close enough. Yeah, close enough. really man. Seasons how, season's how crazy has it been that that this year the teams are so well balanced? Like from number two, Indiana all the way to number 13, Charlotte, it's only separated by two games right now.
0: Well, Bia, I think the biggest thing is, since we play fantasy basketball, I think the biggest thing that we've noticed is uh, there's lots of players that, that are getting COVID or have to get uh, quarantined, not even having COVID. Mm, so, you think that plays part, eh? So I think that plays a huge part because, man, like, look at, look at teams like, I'm not saying Washington's great, but, man, they haven't played in, like, last five games and stuff, right? So so I think that makes a that makes a big difference. And and who knows what could happen, right? I think I think it's too early to to say what's gonna happen. But there's definitely a lot of teams that are not going to make it in the end. Cavs are one of them.
1: Oh, I don't know about that, but I mean, exactly. What do you mean exactly. you don't know about that? Explain that. <laughs> the Cavs is the only team that beat the most talented team in the so, NBA, man. No other team has beaten. No other team has beaten KD, Kyrie, Bell. and Hardy. They,
2: you think the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to make
1: the playoffs?
2: 100%. Based on, what on I see,
1: based on what I've just seen. You want to yeah. bet on that? 100%. 50 bucks? 50 bucks? No, I don't bet with money. Let's go two hey, bottles. Dude. Two bottles. Okay, fine then. Yeah, two
2: autos. Handshake on it?
1: Well, yeah, next time I see you, we'll handshake on it.
2: Okay, man. See, you. what's the point of your, 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 your words your words mud, man.
1: How dare you? How dare you? Your word is mud. But like you're saying, I mean, it's early in the season, so even looking at the standings now and you add in the effects of COVID, like we've seen in the NFL where things get delayed and guys miss it and make No, 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 big you can't you can't, in there.
0: you can't compare the NFL COVID protocol compared to the NBA. That's like nine day, man. NFL, oh. they don't care. They different. don't care. Bro. Bro, no, they so do different. care,
2: but the replacement. So it's pretty easy. You just slot one guy in. It might make a slight difference, but it's it's minuscule, right? That's right.
1: And and for the record, not even close, man. We've seen guys lose their entire offensive lines. Look what record, happened to Pittsburgh throughout the course of this season.
2: Come on, man! They were undefeated, man. Come on, they were undefeated. Did you just hear what Bell said? Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were undefeated, man, week 13. What do you mean, look at them?
1: Look how they finished the season. Talking?
2: Who cares What are Nothing you talking
1: around? about? It, why do you think they finished that way? It's because they kept losing guys no, to injury and, and guys ball, to COVID. They can't run the ball. <laughs> That's a problem. You it's, know how many
2: guys
0: they lost on defense? Because they have a trash quarterback.
1: <laughs> you get, like, it takes its toll. And it's been taken its toll. And the moment you started traveling and you left the bubble, that's where the NBA screwed up. The thing is, it's 72 games, right? So they're going to be able to endure and they're going to be able to get guys back. The only problem is if guys come back and there's lingering effects to some of that stuff, that's when you're going to see teams try to have to reshuffle and start to be like, okay, well, he's not the same guy that he used to be. How do we do this? How do we deal with this situation now? You might see that with the Heat and Jimmy Butler coming back. That's a guy that plays all out all the time. You look at the uh, NFL. Might have been you, to, a fluke, man. you look at the NFL and you compare. I'm you it. that right now. <laughs> they might have been a big fluke. You look at the NFL and compare a guy like Miles Garrett, who has, has admitted to not feeling the same after getting COVID, and you don't know what to expect or how much energy a guy's gonna have or be the ability he's gonna be able to play to. So it could have lingering effects. I'm just saying, right now, if you're looking at the standings, It's a bit early, and I'm only going off about the Cavs because the Nets have only played two games with their full rosters. I think the third game they're playing tonight against the Heat, which is probably going to be a win, right? So the thing is, when you're getting used to playing these games at the start, you can't take too much into it one way or another.
2: Hey, man, the Jazz don't have that problem. I'll tell you that right now. Seven straight wins, a half game back, number one, in the association. It's just if you, if you I don't know if you guys have been watching. I know Nick has been because he has Jordan Clarkson and Donovan Mitchell on his team. But man, the team they're playing so together right now. They're besides the Lakers, they're probably playing the best team basketball so far that I've seen. And that's just not even just being a fan. They have everything,
0: man. They have everything. Well, seven game win streak. The last ten games, they're eight and two. It's huge. The only the only other two teams that are eight and two last ten games are the Clippers and Lakers, which are first and second. But B, can I just backtrack for two seconds here? You mentioned that the Nets were seventh place. Where's the Where's the Cavs right now? Fifth. Fifth. It's just it's just one
2: it's just one less win. They have so less one wins less wins and one less loss. It just puts their yeah.
0: the percentage a little bit higher. So basically, in them boys. So ba- so basically, the the Cavs last ten games were five and five, while the Nets are six and four for the last ten games. So, just throwing that out there, Bell. Uh, if you really believe that the Cavs are uh, going far, you sound more crazier than me saying Kevin Love's the oh, second best power forward of all time. <laughs> yeah. you're, Did you
2: guys Did you guys hear about all the drama going on about like TNT? like what TNT's been saying like did you did you guys see what they said to Donovan Mitchell after they won You're talking about Shaq? Man, I that really like <laughs> kind of spun me the wrong way because obviously Why? well the reason is is because let's be real like I'm going to tell you this right now Shaq obviously one of the best centers of all time but these guys are more casual fans than than people really think let's be honest like you know that's why they play this game like, you know, who does he play for or whatever with Charles Barkley? Because they're kind of making fun that he doesn't really have that analyst. He doesn't really know all the players. He's more there for his personality, right? Yeah. But and same but, with but same with Shaq. But the thing is, it just annoys me that, oh, you don't have the superstar. And dude, have you have you it's his third year in the league, A. Have you been watching what they've been doing? You don't just win in the first year. And B, the guy was averaging 49 points a game in the playoffs last year, man, in the Denver series. Like, how do you how are you going to say I don't see the superstar in you? Like, I think they really like lately and LeBron went at the TNT crew, Jamal Murray went at them. There's a lot of players that sp- James Harden did. They spoke back that these guys are sitting up there and they really don't know you know about the game as much as like we think they know about the game they're very they're they're casual fans man and they come out with these statements and it it was honestly really was I I didn't think he was going to say that because if you watch you know what these guys do and it's it's it, I don't know it was just unbelievable to me how he said that and that he had no real backing behind it or anything and Donovan was just like well yeah whatever right he didn't fight against it or anything
1: so I mean, that's just the pushback from from the it's generations colliding, right? And that's what it is. You you listen to these guys; these analysts come on. They're obviously guys like Shaq, guys like Barkley, are trying to say things that go viral. They're trying to say things that get under people's skin and make news, right? As well as I don't you know, know got about
2: th- that though, man. Do you really th- like? I know, like the the show t- lends them to say that here and there. Got it. No problem, right? You want to make fun of, like, go bear or you want to make fun of JaVale McGee. Hilar- that's that's really funny. But, like, you got to say those things, but actual basketball things, I just feel like they don't know, and that's why the backlash was so heavy. At that point, it's not really funny, you know what I mean? It's not really, you're kind of turning into, like, Skip Bayless, but worse, you know what I
0: mean? <laughs> I'm actually going to go against you guys on this one. I feel like what Shaq was trying to say was he was just giving tough love because in the beginning he was like, "Hey man, you're one of my favorite players," but I feel like you don't got what it takes because I think he scored what ten points, but they won. But it was like you're supposed to be the guy. Like he's what he's trying to say is you're supposed to be the guy. Well, that you're to be he the had guy thirty-five. Leading. He had thirty-five that night when they interviewed. Him. Oh, okay, yeah. so so basically, I, I feel like Shaq was basically giving tough love, and I think what the way he's doing it no longer exists. Because you can't do that. You can't do that the way it is now. Because if 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 you're giving out tough love, a lot of people can't take it anymore. Right. It's not, it's not what it is. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a movie or a saying that you used to say back in the day. And now it's just it's just irrelevant. So I feel like the way he did things was very irrelevant, which kind of fueled a lot of guys up. But you can clearly tell it bothered Donovan Mitchell because he did a few other interviews that day. At night, he would he did the press conference. You can tell it's kind of bothering him because but he was saying it wasn't bothering him, but it was. And I think and I think with oh, it's bothering Shaq says that? Yeah. yeah and I, bothering. But and I and I think with like, you know, when they do with like Charles um, you know, name what what he, what team he's on, he's been doing that since the beginning. Since like early nineties, or sorry, late nineties when he's on TNT, right? So um He's been doing that for a while. I just think, I just think, I just, I just think it's getting uh, blown out of proportion on this. The way Shaq could have said things better, he could have said things a lot better. But I think he, the way he said it was, and I think Shaq just wanted to get a reaction out of him because if he looked at it, he said, "Well, he's like, well, what are you going to do?" And basically, Donovan Mitchell said, "Okay, he's like, okay, well, that's your reaction. Just okay." Like, I think the way he's saying thing is a lot of players don't really care about tough criticism. They just go, whatever, I'm just going to keep on doing my thing, right? And, you know, and I think after Donovan Mitchell goes, well, I'm just going to be the way I am and, you know, so forth, so forth. And then, and then Shaq goes, okay, that's what I want to hear, right? I want to know what your mentality is like. And I think they got picked and choose of what Shaq actually said to make it seem like it's worse than what it was. That's like, that I, I don't think it's
2: bad. What Shaq said. Like, if Shaq was like, "Man, I've really been, you know, watching you, and you've been great, but I really think you need to bring it to the next level in order for this team to win a title." Cool, no problem. But telling a guy who who has literally carried the team for the last two three years, they've been in the playoffs every single year. It seems like he doesn't realize that you don't win a championship nowadays with these with these powerful teams and stuff in two three years and it seems like it seems like he doesn't even know that like it's it's a very uneducated basketball uneducated way to say something without you really knowing the facts and the history of the player it's like oh here's this dude in front of you oh i haven't seen him win the championship man i think that you don't have superstar in you well then is damian lillard a superstar I think he, I think he was just trying to I fuel him up.
1: I think it was I, more. Just I, I, I think
2: he was trying to fuel him. It it just seems like these guys sometimes they don't know what they're saying until they say it. Then they realize, you know what I mean. And then that's why I say I think they're more casual fans than anything, and they and but we take them at more at their word, and we we keep giving them passes. Is I think what's happening.
0: I'm gonna add on to that. I feel that we need more. We need more guys like that. Because you need to, you, these guys. A lot of these guys just go cool. I'm done with the game. That's it. You guys lose. Okay, we lost. But like, what are you gonna do to get to the next step, right? And I think, and I think the tough criticism. A lot of people can take it. A lot can't. And I, don't I feel think like it's th- criticism, though, man. I think it's. it's, it's tough. I think it's. a it's tough it's love, just, I don't even think it's that,
2: man. I really think, <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's just, tough love. I think he doesn't understand and he's, I, I, he's, he's firing from a that. clip of where he has none of the information i really think I, that's what
0: it is i just I, dis- I disagree Hold on, i i i disagree because i feel like he the way he said it to him it seemed like donald mitchell couldn't he couldn't
2: take it well because i think because i think it was so far that it wasn't even in the realm of things you would say that's it's not even close to what it is i think is why he was like well what the fuck that's that's weird. Then what do you consider a superstar? I think that's well, how he took it.
0: Well, I think he was just saying, "Well, well, prove, prove me how you can take it to the next step, right?" Yeah, but that
2: doesn't happen overnight, though. He's he's. If you look at his career, he's been building it. He was about to be rookie of the year. They've been to the playoff. Well, the he wasn't rookie of the year. Well, yeah, he but he was basically rookie of the year. Let's be honest, right? Like, so. See, it's fun, right? so yeah, but getting the award and not getting the award, I I get it. But like, if it, there's an MVP award and fifty-one points. For 51 votes, win the MVP award and 49 the other way. Is the winner really the winner or are both of them essentially the, you know what I mean? Like that's that's kind of like like the in terms of majority rules, like you pass a law on something and 51 to 49, half of the damn people still don't agree. You know what I mean? So that's what yeah. I mean
0: more by he basically won. I, year, right? I I basically I agree with you on that I, I I basically think that Donovan Mitchell needs to get to the Western Conference finals this year or or uh, he will get labeled up I think I think I think it's it's not do or die but it's a it's a really serious season for him to get there I know it's his third year but still like high expectations you know, high result and you need high results, right? It was just
2: weird to me, I think is
0: is the main thing. He didn't really well, see no one, no one was Shaq knew what about. he was talking about. No no one would no one expected, but I think I think the way Shaq did it was he just wanted to, he just wanted to see what the reaction was. And he got the reaction he wanted. So people just didn't take it highly, right?
1: The same argument that we're having here is the same argument that the younger generation is having with these older generations that are being the ones that are commenting on on the basketball and on these players. The the big divide between these guys is the way that they talk to each other. And this is the same way. The way they talked in the locker room is the same way they expect to talk to these young guys. And they're trying to do it where they demand an era or an aura of respect from these young guys. And just like how Nick's saying, they're trying to get at these guys and motivate these guys They're The young guys aren't seeing it that way because they don't have the same relationship with these players and they don't necessarily understand because they're not talking the same way to each other, right? Like, times have changed, and so has communication in the locker room has changed as well. So when they come out and Shaq says something like that or Barkley says something like that, guys are going to get mad, and like you said, they don't have the same connection. If Shaq was talking to someone he used to play with, then maybe it's a little bit different. But to come out and say it the way that he did to one of these guys and not to expect that he's going to take it some sort of way is crazy, but also... I don't like Nick said. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. You can have an opinion. You can go out. and You can say it. And yeah, guys might not react the way that you expect them to. They may not like what they said to, and they'll call you out. Look, Harden called out Shaq about the whole thing as well, and Shaq went on whatever it was first take the next day and responded to Harden. Shaq oh, loves yeah. that oh, kind the of sec- shit.
2: Oh, the second way, the second chance of saying it. He's going to say everything right there. That's fine. I'm saying it seems like these guys don't even formulate a proper information before they say it and then yeah they can on the second time around yeah that's easy right that's the easy part so like you know if Shaq goes on ESPN and says you know oh yeah by the way the Donovan Mitchell thing you know I meant it like this that's that's very easy man but but the thing is you in terms of your job on that live show were saying things that that don't really add up man like are, are you gonna say that to Chris Paul Could Shaq say that to Chris Paul on live TV when he's never won a championship and he's never, you know, been in that higher crazy scoring range? And is he going to say that to him? No, it would be stupid, right? So how can you say that to someone who's been in the playoffs every year? They were already in the Western Conference final. And it's just unbelievable. I just don't know where it's coming from. I get the tough, tough love. You need it, right? That kind of harsh criticism, you need it. But it's just like the facts lend to that. It's that's not even a credible argument. So I don't know. That's how I took it, but
1: fair enough. We're going to have to wait and see. And our listeners here at thirst world problem, let us know how you feel. Should the older generation be given these young whippersnappers more respect? See,
2: that's not even what it's about though, right? That's, that's the problem. It's not about the respect thing. If, if they, if they know what's going on and they make a comment on it, that's cool. I'm sure Donovan Mitchell wants criticism from from one of the best big men ever. Shaq's one of my favorite players of all time. But it's it's not it's not that though. It's it's more they just don't know. I think it's more you should give an educated answer than cuz I think all these guys respect Shaq. I think all these guys respect Charles Barkley.
1: That's oh, not the definitely case. not on the same level, but yeah, I bro, think it's crazy this, that you would say is, that you, you don't think thing, Shaq, of the You don't think of Shaq.
0: Shaq, you don't think Shaq that Shaq and Barkley?
1: Come on! Man. You don't think that Shaq and Barkley don't understand the game of basketball? Yeah, rules? I don't know. hundred
0: percent, they understand that. I'm but telling you're, you, but that's what you're saying, though. You're saying that no, no, they don't understand what, the game of basketball. You're, but you're, you're, but, you're but you're, but you were just saying that Shaq, Shaq doesn't understand what these guys are talking about. It was like a lack of education. No, no I never said that. I'm saying, I'm saying what
2: Shaq doesn't know. Shaq doesn't know the stats. The come up of a small market team, um, a superstar in a small market team that he never watches, and he doesn't know the track record of what's happened in the last three years if the team isn't a Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, or sorry, not Nuggets, Warriors, that kind of thing. And that's why when he says these things, it is so controversial because people who actually do watch these teams and know about it they this this was like what the hell? That's really weird to say. We've always thought of him as, as building and is ready to go and whatnot. But he came on and was like, "Well, no, you're not that at all." With, you know what I mean? It was like it's a predetermined thing, but he doesn't really know. So
1: that's you would have you would have seen them all the time in the playoffs. They cover all the playoff games. Dude, like you think that it, I don't know, man. Like you well, think the exposure well, that he has if- is so little? Like he does also does like Tuesdays on tnt and it's without the uh without ernie's crew or whatever so he's still doing games that aren't all the big games yeah, yeah.
2: oh yeah I, under, I understand that i know i know Shaq is employed by tnt and does work on basketball that's not a that's not news to anyone right but i'm just saying these guys don't understand the small market teams and they write them off pretty quick and to say someone's not a super like superstars Let's be honest. We call people superstars. They haven't even won championships, right? We, that's, that's true, right? So how can you call someone who in the playoffs last year, averaged more points than Michael Jordan ever did and scored more points in a series than Michael Jordan did in any series in his career, beat his record. And, but how is he not a superstar? Because he hasn't won it within three years. It just seems like it's not a very calculated response far, from Shaq.
0: How far did they get though? Well,
2: that's the thing. It doesn't matter how far, because in our books, James Harden is a superstar, right? In our books, Chris Paul's a superstar. Yeah, but they, so they've gone to the Western matter? Conference Finals. Dude, they already went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, exactly. How far, yeah. how far has Utah gone? Western Conference Finals. So, when? even if they say, even if they didn't get to the Western Conference Finals, what does it matter from Shaq's view then? They never won. So, if, so, if you score 40 points a game every night, but you don't get to the Western Conference finals, that means you're not a superstar? Which one is it? Do you have to win the championship or are we talking steps now?
1: You know what I mean? So, I don't, I know. don't know, man. Like, even Shaq's MO, even does it with Barkley a lot of the time, has always been like you have to get to the finals and you've got to be an impact player. He's gave Harden hell. As we're talking about Harden, like, he, same thing, like, he ripped Harden says you got to win this year or forget it, man. Yeah. Just get to the finals. Like you need to win. Is that
2: man? They've given, they've given James Harden any single guy he wants. They have moved him around. They've given him the ball fully. They bought in CP Westbrook. That's, that's completely different to say you didn't give Houston what you were supposed to give Houston.
1: That makes no sense. I'm just saying in terms of the, like him being as harsh with another superstar, like or, or any superstar calling him a superstar, he he gave Harden the same treatment. I'm just that he saying gave he Mitchell. wouldn't say that to Chris Paul a wall I'm telling you. So, maybe not. I don't even know if that's true. Like that's, that's yeah, that's but the other I, part of it. But, especially I, but with Shaq. I think with
0: Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul's on the end of his career. So, what's the point of even saying it to him? I think I think it's like that, right? I think I think I, so. I think what I think but, what's happening is there's so much there's so much potential for Mitchell. I think. He wants it to see where Utah is the most one of the one of the top tier teams to you know, it should be automatic that they should be in the finals. But right now it's always a question mark. Think, would Shaq say that to Luca? That he's not a superstar?
2: Well, Luca's second year. It's not a chance, man. There's no chance Shaq says that. And that's because there's way more Yeah, but there's if, way if, more if Luka,
0: eyes on that team, man. Luca doesn't make it to the second round. Is that a failure season? Because but is
2: is Luca in your eyes, Nick, a superstar right now? I don't think he's a superstar no. right now. He's
0: thirty. He's averaging 30, 10 and ten. Yeah, but but in order to be a superstar, man, I feel like you need to get the team needs to get to somewhere. You can't be just dropping forty points a game and like you know just being knocked out or not even making the playoffs. Being knocked so out. So how about row. Damian Lillard or Chris Paul or like well, how dude, about Chris these Paul? guys, James Harden? Dude, dude, it's literally proven that. Chris Paul doesn't work, man.
2: As the main guy, it doesn't work. My man. main thing is you can't be calling people, someone not a superstar and then be a hypocrite. And if, if we went around the room here to say who Shaq would call a superstar or not, the criteria, is, like, the criteria is bumping against each other. I feel, like, I,
0: feel, I feel like there's all-stars, there's stars, and then there's superstars. There's I feel like there's very rare superstars in the league. You got Giannis, LeBron, AD Durant Harden. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Curry. Yeah, Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I right? think he just
2: the six. disrespect was high on on the a three high. year on a two-year career, which is probably is has been one of the best to start out of almost one of the, right. any player ever. Right? Right. Like Donovan Mitchell's like, hit six hundred threes in his first two years. That's the most of all time in the first two years.
0: I feel like there's 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 for sure six to seven stars, sorry, superstars. And then underneath, you got your Dame, you got your Mitchell, right? You got those guys, Clay Thompson. Yeah. Those those are your stars. All stars are going to be guys who are, like, you know, up and coming. And yeah. and I feel like Luca's a star, but I don't think he's a superstar, right? And I think that's the big difference. So you could be a star and lead your team, but are you going to be one of those elite guys where you know, okay, like, I got to – we're going to be automatic, right? Like – People were doubting Curry, man. This this year, Oh, Curry's gonna—he's just gonna shoot the bed. This guy just dropped like sixty something, man, just like that. You know, the team's not bad, but the team's not good either, <laughs> right? But the fact that Curry's playing, the record—if if he wasn't playing, the record would be so different compared to the way he's playing, right? If Mitchell's playing, let's say Mitchell's not playing, what do you think the record's going to be? Is going to be worse? Or is it going to be like? Does he make a big impact? Which I I think he does. But what, I, what I'm trying to get at is how big of an impact does he make if he wasn't playing?
2: Right? Well, it puts you over the top, right?
0: Right, exactly. It puts you over the top. So I think I think in the end of the day, it's well, how how are you going to get to that superstar status?
2: Yeah, like I know what, what, what you was alluding to. It just it's just very odd to say you don't have what it takes when. he wouldn't he wouldn't say that to someone who was more in the media and someone he knew more about is what I feel like it is and I think these guys have been getting a pass after pass after pass because they're funny from time to time I love NBA TNT on it I, I watch it almost every night after the game but these guys have been getting some passes here and there and you can see it from from backlash from the NBA community like LeBron and whatnot they're feeling the same way about it and you know, I get there's always old, new school versus old school, these guys can't handle it. But there's that, and there's educated things to say about, about the game. And I feel like these guys, since they're so high up on a pedestal, it's kind of like it's kind of like being the president. Like you if you're the president, you make the decisions, but there's so many people under you who really have the technical know-how and they deliver that to you. And I think a lot of things can be lost in it. And I think we give these guys that benefit of the doubt that, yeah, he knows everything he knows, but it's really the guy in the back. And then Shaq's, Shaq can make an opinion about something, but it's only if he knows the team, you know what I mean? And if those things cross, then it's controversial, right? So uh, I want to see what how else they go, how they keep going the rest of the season, though. Maybe this will just light a fire under everyone. And that's and I think that's what uh, that's what Shaq was trying to get. But it's just if he thinks, but if he thinks that he's not a star and he can't do it, then then does that really make sense that he's lighting the fire or is that
0: just a defense now, right? So I don't know. I think I think I, I think say. I think people nowadays just can't. They just don't like criticism end of the
1: day. Just say it, man. Just say it. You think that people are too too sensitive, too soft right now. This is like a KD burner phone situation, man. Especially when you're dealing with certain types of people. If you're dealing with a guy like Shaq, like I said, Shaq is always trying to make a headline. He's always trying is to be the evil? funniest guy in the room. Is he always, always trying to, man. No,
2: he's always trying to be funny. Always. Oh, he's always trying to be funny. Exactly. But is he so trying to make b- a headline and controversy? I don't think Shaq's ever been like that.
1: No, he's always no, trying to trying to make a hot, he's hot not headline controversial. in terms of in terms of having the spot, like, headlines don't have to always be controversial, right? Like you said, he's always trying to be funny. Well, oh, the other the same ones we love thing. He's, the other thing he's,
2: is he's always trying.
1: Yeah, but if you keep shooting all these shots, you're not going to hit them all. It's what I'm saying. You're, so you're going to be off on some nights. You can't take a guy like that super seriously or expect him to be, you know, always on point. You get a guy like that coming to interview you, you shouldn't be super excited for it. You should be like, okay, well, what's this guy going to say next? Almost an eye roll. I don't know. That's how I treat Shaq every time he opens his mouth. You just see it on the TNT set. He's trying to. He's trying too hard to be the funny guy. And sometimes you're right. Sometimes he is. And sometimes he's not. I
2: think sometimes he tries
1: tries to be too hard to be the analyst
2: too, which he which he isn't either he's he's one of the best ever and everyone wants his his take on when he talks about things he knows about but I think he should stop trying to feel like he knows these he knows every player in every market and I think that's where he's he's his issues are coming up.
1: You're not wrong. Look, that one got B fired up. Do not go after his Utah Jazz. No, I don't care who goes after. Just make, a, it.
2: just make a proper. <laughs> just just make criticism properly when it when you know, right? Don't just make statements on
1: if it's the Lakers or the Clippers. Sounded like Shaq was coming after you, man. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. fired up. Once again, let us know what you stand on what Shaq had to say in his comments for some of these younger generation players. Reach out to us at Thirst World Problems on IG or ThirstWorldPod at gmail.com. This guy sounded like he wanted to fight Shaq, man.
0: Sound like he wanted to fight me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For
0: more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at ThirstWorldPod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.